0: You know, a big part of our, of our lives, of our, when I say our lives, our Christian lives, our, our lives after being saved is, is coming uh, into an understanding of who we are now, not who we are by physical birth or who we are by a past accomplishment but who we are by the Lord's design, by His definition. Uh, And so, uh, it's very difficult to live something if you don't see yourself that way. Uh, If I'm trying to, you know, play baseball, but I don't see myself as a baseball player, I think I don't know that sport, you know, I'm going to... I'm not going to be very successful at it. I won't believe I can. I won't do a good job. I have to see myself as whatever it is I'm doing. It's very difficult to live a Christian life, to live a life of purpose, with value, uh, in God's plan and according to His calling and design, if we don't see ourselves accordingly. If I see myself as less than, insufficient in some way as unworthy or uh, uh, you know what I'm talking about if I see myself as a failure if I see myself in in light of all the past mistakes that I've made or maybe how I've been labeled by different people throughout my life how they saw me if I see myself through that lens it's very difficult to rise up to the place uh, of what God has called me to be And so it is one of the the, the biggest hurdles sometimes, but we can look at it intentionally. I can intentionally set aside the limitations that people have placed on my life, or that I have placed on myself, or that exists in the culture within the human race. I I can intentionally, again, set that aside and say, "What, what do you say about me? What are you thinking about my life? What are you what are you thinking about the potential of my life here and now? Open my mind and my heart to see myself in accordance with your great plan. And I tell you the will of God, the plan of God is not small. It is not insignificant. It is not something uh, un, un, un un you know deserving of of attention. It, it is something great. Our lives in Him are better, they're higher, they're more than we have even comprehended. It goes beyond our grasp. It's, I mean, in the ages to come, the scripture says He will show us His grace and kindness and... uh, But even in this time, in this life, if I am going to rise up to be the person He wants me to be, I have to start seeing myself that way. I have to see myself in light of His plan and His calling and recognize that He is a big God with a big plan. He, 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 amen, amen. And his will for you and his will for me is something higher, it's something better, it's something more, it's something significant, it's something worthy, amen? And and as I can see myself that way, then, then, I can step up to the plate. Come on, throw that ball. I'm ready to hit it. Bam, right? But until I think I can, I'm never going to get in the box. Until I see myself as a child of God with the Holy Spirit inside of me, the greater one, as the scripture says, is in me, greater than he that's in the world. Until I see see that, I'm never going to take a step of faith. I'm never going to move out into something more than what everyone else and myself, what everyone expects of me. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah! time to break out what do you say come on say it out loud with me say father God I believe in you I believe in your spirit he lives in me he's in me now and by your spirit I can do whatever you say I can do I can live in accordance with your plan and your purpose, I have a destiny, it's a good one, <laughs> and you it in me enables me to do something great. Work in me now, help me to see it, help me to be it, help me to walk in it, the fullness of your will and your plan, I'm taking a step of faith and I believe I can. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise hallelujah. God, praise God. Hallelujah. hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. 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 Sometimes it's hard to figure out where we're going. Service like this is so good. It's so good. I, I believe, I believe with all that I am, with with how the service is going tonight, we're going we're gonna to take a seat. We're not taking a time out, we're not, we're not checking out. We're going, get, we're going to get fed the word. And you're going, to, you're going to know beyond a reasonable doubt what Holy Spirit and Father God has in store for you tonight. You are walking out free tonight. You are walking out revived and refreshed tonight and renewed. And renewed some of the things in which you have, you have forgotten and set aside and, and, and unbelief has been winning out. But what God is doing tonight, you'll be revived and refreshed and renewed. Amen? Let's take a seat. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the cross. Mm, I love being saved love having the Holy Spirit inside of me. Amen? Being in a church that's filled with the Holy Ghost, come on. Praise God. You know, I was, I was, I was reading and praying today, and, and one of my favorite people in the Bible is a, a mentor to me. Um, I've known him for a while. Um, and I know everyone out there, you're thinking it's Jesus right now, and, and he's one, like, you know, he's my Savior. But I have another mentor, and I want to share you with you his testimony. Okay, we're going we're to read his testimony. It's in Acts chapter 26. Starting in verse 14. And when we had all fallen to the ground, I heard a voice saying to me, in Hebrew language, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is hard for you to kick against the goats. And this is one of my favorite parts of the entire Bible, because Saul was a religious man that did a lot of killing and approved a lot of killing. He was a, he was a pretty bad dude, and, uh, but he was really good at being, being a Pharisee. And so uh, this is the best part. I don't know why, but, but he says, and I said, this is Paul saying, and I said, who are you? Now, it would have made a lot more sense to me if the sentence would have stopped there. It really would have. Like, who are you? Because he didn't believe that Jesus was the Messiah. That was part of his problem. And so he actually doesn't stop there, and it blows my mind. It makes me laugh when I read this every single time. When I think about this, this, this sentence, it makes, me, it makes me laugh. He says, and I said, who are you, Lord He actually answers his own question. And he knows exactly who it is. Isn't that amazing? When you have have an experience with the living God, you know exactly who he is. Unsaved, no Holy Spirit filled inside of you, but all of us at one time came to know the Lord because when he called us, we said, Oh Lord, I believe in you. Just like Paul. You know, sometimes don't sit back and be like, Oh, well, I couldn't do anything. I'm not like Paul. Well, so far, our testimonies are real similar. Think about that. Our testimonies are real similar, man. I remember sitting in church going, I don't know about this. I'm just, I'm not quite sure. I don't know. I have all this education telling me that this doesn't exist, and I don't know. Until there was a tongue and interpretation and my diary got read in front of about 80 people, maybe 100. And all of a sudden I went, oh Lord, you're talking to me. I went from unbeliever to, oh Lord, you're talking to me. And then I was the only one that answered that altar call. <laughs> then everyone else knew he was talking to me too. You know, at least here on Sundays, I always get a kick out of like the, the five people, the 15 people, the 19 people. That are like, I'm sure about walking up. And I'm like... At least you're not the only one, like I was. And so we read, we go on, it says, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. But rise and stand upon your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to appoint you as a servant and witness to the things in which I will appear to you, delivering you from your people and from the Gentiles to whom I am sending you to open their eyes so that they may turn from their darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Amen. So Paul tells us his testimony. Miss Amy has to love that that Bible verse because he's not a testimony hoarder. This supports Miss Amy's do-not-be-a-testimony hoarder. Paul wrote out his testimony. He wrote out his testimony. Amen? Amen? Amen. Our testimony is so powerful. And in his testimony, God gave him a vision. He gave him an assignment. Now, sometimes in in our salvation, he doesn't give us an assignment. But along the path, as we spend time with him, he will give you an assignment. Now, in the Word, it says that we are all called to the ministry of reconciliation. Amen? And so, at this point, when you are called and you know that you are either going to be Paul, and you're going to be going out to all the Gentiles, right? Like the people you've been killing. And you're like, yeah, I don't know if it's going to work so well. I don't know when I knock on that house of the apostles if this is going to go so well. I'm not quite sure he was thinking this is a good idea. God always kinds of find. I think he finds humor in some of the places he sends us. He's got to be sitting up there going, "Yeah, my son Bill hates hot weather. Hey, go to Africa." He has to have a sense of humor. So we have two choices at this at this juncture. We have a choice to just be saved. And there ain't nothing wrong with that. I don't want to get on anybody, man. There's nothing wrong with that. And we have a choice to continue to learn about Jesus and continue to have a relationship with Him, or we have a a decision to prepare ourselves in which He's called us to do. Right. Don't get get down on yourself or don't get into a place or a position of, well, if I'm not called to preach the gospel at a church or a, a a crusade or in another country, well then I I guess I'm just saved. No. There was a young lady who got saved down at the zoo on Dream Team event. Not by me. Was it by you? Pastor, was it by you? By you, Pastor Doug? Wasn't by this pastor. It was one of the dream team members. Led a young lady to Christ at the zoo ministry of reconciliation right this one person has spent her time in preparation this one person decided to not only just get saved and stop there she decided to go to bible college she decided to go in and separate two years of her life And set it apart and say, I'm going to learn and I'm going to prepare myself in which God has called me to go. And Saul did the same thing. Paul did the same thing. If you go to Galatians chapter 1, in verse 18, and I'm going to paraphrase this, but you you guys can check it out. But it says that he went somewhere for approximately three years before going. And teaching. He was preparing himself. You know, I was I was speaking to somebody about how the how how people in the Bible days would prepare themselves, and it would look something like this. And 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 Pastor Mark and Miss Amy are thanking God that we live in America and not way back then, because if it was the same, when he decided to bring me on as staff, I would be moving in with him and so would Pastor Doug and so would Pastor Mac and Pastor Joe and Pastor PJ and there's not enough food in the house for <laughs> all of a sudden we're all hungry. And and he would we would do what he did. We would wake up before he did, we would be in prayer before him, or we would be taking care of the things that he asked us to take care of. We would be reading the scriptures in which he told us because he would say, Hey, Pastor Bill, what's Revelation 19? And I would say, Da, 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 and I would have to go until he told me to stop so that's what disciple—that's what one of the models of discipleship looked like back in the Bible days and, and there, at least Miss Amy's like thank God I don't have to feed you choose which pastor and so um, I hope I can run faster than one of them and uh, mm-hmm. and so we at this point you know, Paul had a decision he decided to go prepare himself he decided to go to Apostle Bible College is what I call it. Now is that a shameless plug for Life Bible College? Because you know. It's not shameless. It's a little bit. But look it's it's what the Lord had my wife and I do. It's what the Lord had Pastor Doug do. It's what the Lord had Pastor Mac do. There's no mistaking it. If the Lord is calling you to do something. you have a decision to stay where we're at. And that's okay, man. I love you. God loves you. No condemnation. That's not, this is, that's not this message, man. Hear my heart. Or be a doer of the word like the, the Bible says. Good. And so being a doer of the word starts changing things. And if we go to Acts chapter 14, we'll start seeing that God gave Paul a vision. You know, he's given me... I don't know much about what my rest of my life looks like or that wouldn't be faith, right? Like, I love talking to young people and they're like, well, I'm going go to I'm gonna go to Bible college for two years and then I'm going to go to this church and I'm going to get on staff and then I'm going to be a youth pastor for five years and then I'm going to be an associate pastor for f- another five years and then I'm going to head my own church of 3,000 people. And it's like, wow, nice faith. I guess you were the lucky one that doesn't have to walk this calling out in faith. Lucky you. And so I, I love talking to some certain young people that, that tell me stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, that's not, God didn't tell you that. <laughs> it's a good plan. <laughs> he just didn't tell you that. And so if, if, unless you're the lucky one, when God shows you a vision, he showed me a vision one time over here in about one, two, three, four, five rows back. Um, and it blew me away. It terrified me. And only there, my wife knows it. And, uh, and so I wrote it down. That was six years ago, something like that. Um, but every so often I sit back and say, God, you showed me that vision. It has to come to pass sometime. It has to come to pass sometime, so I'm going to keep trucking on. Devil, no matter what you throw at me, it doesn't matter because I know God showed me this vision, and that has to come to pass before I die. Hey, are you worried about going to Africa in the jungles? No. That has to come to pass before I die. I can't die. I'm undiable. That may weird you out a little bit, but I can't die. You're not going to kill me. And to prove that, I'm going to talk about Paul in 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 this area. In Acts chapter 14, verse 19. It says, but Jews came from Antioch, and, and I love these names, Iconium. And having persuaded the crowds, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing that he was dead. But when the disciples gathered about him, he rose up. Come on, man. Come on. When the disciples, here, I'll put it in English, when his homies... When his buddies, when his friends circled around him, Paul stood up. When his friends got around him, it didn't say any of them said in Jesus' name, get up. It said when his friends got around. Come on, I want to be a friend that when I get around, they rise up. I, wa- I want to be a friend that when I get around, people rise up. When you are around, do people rise up? Come on, man, let's be a people of riser uppers. Come on. I get excited about this story because out of everybody in this specific story, Paul had the option to kind of take a day off. He just got stoned to death. Now, I don't know if you've seen anybody stoned to death, but it's pretty gruesome. And you're like, Pastor Bill, you ain't seen nobody stoned to death. You're 100% right. I've seen it on TV. And the special effects did a good job. I've seen plenty of car accidents. So that gives me another little area of like, it's not great. So if anybody out of all of his buddies had an option to sit back and be like, I am taking today off, Pastor Doug. I just rose up from getting stoned to death. Pastor Mark, can I have the day off? Can, can I just not come in today? No, Paul, Paul did this. He spit on it, put a little dust on it, and he got up. And you know what Paul did? My man, my man rose up and entered the city. My man didn't rise up and take a day off. My man didn't rise up and go get a drink of water even. He rose up and entered the city you it goes with what Pastor Mark was was preaching up here you and we are way stronger than you and we think the Holy Spirit the same spirit that rose Jesus Christ from the dead the same spirit that rose Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in us we don't need to take a water break come on we don't need to take a water break we just need to step up into glory Look, we were, at, we were just in Africa with the Life Bible College, another shameless plug, Life Bible College mission team. And man, it's a good way to go to a mission over there. And uh, there gets to be a point where you're kind of like, ooh, it's tiring. It's tiring, man. I, I, it's tiring. And Holy Spirit said, come on, man, just step on in. Just step on into the glory and let me take care of the rest. It's not us that truly does it, we just need to be willing to go from going, man, I'm kind of tired today. I, I just rose up from getting stoned to death. All we need to do, our part is this, and step into glory. And then the next part is to listen and say, now what? Another step. Okay, now what? Another step. This Christian walk is a lot easier than we've made it. All it is, is hearing do. It's all. Hear do. Hear do. It's, It's as simple as that. No, Pastor Bill, it's not. How do I know if it's him? You know. And if you don't know, you know those dudes that rose up, that stood around Paul? Do you have dudes? You got friends? Go to those dudes and be like, hey man, I think God's telling us to do this. I get, I am blessed enough, and I don't know what other word even suffices that, that within, the, within this church, church walls that I'm blessed enough to be able to lean on people and say, hey, I think Holy Spirit's telling me this. What do you think? And then we walk through it. We take a step. And then we'll see, and then we'll take another step. You know, I said this to young adults I didn't plan on saying this but look at Pastor Mark I love how I get to say look at Pastor Mark and not me or look at me I would prefer to look at him see I look at him as he follows Christ I'm following him who are you looking at? are you watching somebody you shouldn't be watching? I mean come on man are you the friend that goes around and, and people rise up? Or are you the friend that people are trying to avoid like the plague? We'll move on. We'll move on from there. Look, right here, and, I, and I've got to read this because it, it, it's, it, it's Holy Spirit. And I don't want to mess it up. Paul got up because he couldn't die because his vision had legs of faith. See, God showed him his vision, and then he spoke about his vision, he believed in his vision, and his vision had legs of faith. You could almost say it this way, his vision, because of the faith, wouldn't allow him to die. He had to fulfill his vision. It was God's vision, not Paul's vision. When God gives you a vision, it's coming to pass. It has to. It cannot die. All you need to do is take a step. And then another step. It can't die. It takes a matter of us, this is all of us, saying, okay, I'll do it. And then it takes the amount of all the rest of us that are watching somebody, right? Because there's always people watching and critiquing. (laughs) Let's not be critiquers. I'm not trying to speak that like it's okay. But it takes the rest of us as a family, as a body of Christ. to If I take a step and I fail... You know what I need? I need some buddies to come along me. Friends. I need them to come beside me. Pick me up and say, it's okay. Let's march on. When we start supporting each other like that, nations are easy. That's when the rest of the entire body of Christ... If we become a community, if we become a community and a family that says that says, "Oh hey, you want to write an album? Hey, you want to write songs? I'll help." I don't know a thing about music. I don't have a clue, but I'll but I'll help. Well, this lyrics kind of dumb. No, it's not. It's awesome. It's great. Let's work on it. See, what if, what if the person said, Well, this lyric's kind of dumb, and I said, That one's horrible. I don't know what you were thinking, but God wasn't speaking to you that day. Do you, what do you think? Do you think Aubrey's going to come to, to me next time and Wade next time and be like, I, I have this song? No. Oh, well, Aubrey might. But, but realistically, she probably wouldn't. But if we're buddies that rise up, come on, man. If we start having a community that does that, that starts supporting one another, even in failures, and we start rising up, do you want to realize what the other entire body of Christ will start wondering? Bring is Pastor Mark. Pastor Mark, I don't know what's going on with your culture over there and your community, but... How are you guys doing so many things? You're having records made. You're having worship videos made. You're having preachers and pastors come out of Bible college. And they're going all around the world. How are you doing that? And he's going to say, because God showed us to support one another. To encourage one another. It's just Bible. It's not that hard. Amen? God, you're so good. So Paul and you and we and me, we have a decision. He showed me a vision. Now I have a decision. Am I going to speak to that vision? Am I going to believe in that vision? Am I going to believe for the 2,000? Am I going to believe for the 5,000? The Am I going to believe for the, for the, the, the stadium in Uganda that 60,000 people are going to get saved and healed and wheelchairs and limbs grow out? Glory to God. Come on, man. Come on. I'm sorry, but I'm going to speak it out. Because Mark 11, 23, 24 says it. He says, he says it three times in there. Say it, say it, say it. So I'm going to say it, say it, say it. And I'm not going to die until I see it, see it, see it. So I don't care. Hey, Bill, you want to go somewhere? Sure, God, I'll go. You worried? No, Mom, I'm not. I'm going. Let's be a people that when God shows you something, be have some tenacity about it. Have some tenacity like a bulldog that you won't let it go. No, I'm not not doing anything else until this. And everything is going to funnel into that. I'm going to help here. I'm going to help here. I'm going to help here. And I'm going to help here. And I'm going to help here. And X amount of time down the road, all of a sudden, whoa, it's done and I'm even good with this this might mess you up a little bit but God just reminded me of something I'm even good with this I'm good with being going here going here I know I'm helping here I'm helping here I'm helping here I'm helping here and now I'm in the stadium of heaven glory to God because I've oh it's pretty cool huh we got into a prayer meeting one time in Africa and we saw a stadium and like we saw the apostles rooting us on it's a real thing like like I wasn't nervous anymore. They were cheering us on, going, come on, go get them. Go spread the gospel. Go preach this this tandem preach that you guys are doing that you've never seen. Go do it and get people saved and get people healed. And I'm like, dude, they were like looking over us. Come on. I mean, it was awesome. Like, it was awesome. I'm okay with dying at a hundred and something years old and being in that stadium in heaven and watching somebody carry the torch in which got lit by Jesus to someone else, to someone else, to me, to someone else, because I'm still going to see it. I'm still going to see it. Are you? Are you going to light the torch and carry it all the way until you set the torch up? Or or are you going to be able to light that torch, continue towards that vision, and still watch somebody carry it out because God's faithful. It's who he is. It's who he is. There was a revivalist. There was a pastor that, or a missionary that was over in, uh, in Africa somewhere. And he was shown a vision that he was going to reach a million people. And the revival was going to reach a million people that he would lead to Christ. Who wouldn't go to any country with a million people of souls? I'm going. Even if it's hot. A million? I want to see that. God, that's insane. Like, because it's not like this, how my mind works. It's not just a million. What are all the cool things you get to see that are with the million? Like, how many dead? Like, I I want more than one. I want, like, a hundred. Like, this is just me, this, like... Can you imagine getting invited to certain church denominations and, and, and there's a brother that did this, so I'm stealing his story, but it is it's real, it's true. The guy's awesome. I want to go into a certain denomination and then doubt the gospel that I preach and say to them, "This hands raised this many dead. I'm right." You now the gifts are for later. The gifts have passed away. This hands raised. How this raised? It's raised a hundred dead. I'm right. You're wrong. Let's check fruit. Bible says we were called to to raise the dead. Have you raised the dead? I'm not saying you. I'm saying to the, if this was a different denomination. How cool is that? That stuff kind of jacked me up a little bit. I get excited, a little, just a little bit. So as we look at Paul's life, and I try to look at his life as he followed Christ, he said, imitate me. I think he's pretty good. I mean, he wrote pretty much, you know, most of the New Testament. I think think he's pretty trustworthy. He went so far as, as even saying, if anybody else is preaching a gospel that is not what we preached, they're wrong. That's awesome. I think he was pretty spot on. but he did it out of love don't don't get it don't get it twisted just so that we come back in the middle of the road everything's out of love amen who in here and i know i know and yeah i'm going to have you raise your hand and it's okay <laughs> see it wasn't that hard we're done service is over let's go get ice cream because i did it once god showed me My life, he gave me a vision. I got scared of the responsibility of it and I turned tail and ran. He is great. He is so gracious. I can't even get into that. He loves you so much. And I'm not meaning like, oh, I know he loves us. No, he is ridiculously in love with you. I was driving here tonight, I told Pastor Doug, he goes, are you going to preach on love? I said, I don't think so, but I was driving here, and, and I was at a stoplight, and, and I said, God, I want to see everyone how you see them in love, and I kept saying it out loud, and all of a sudden, I started giggling like a little schoolgirl, and I couldn't, and, I, and then I started thinking to myself, the windows were rolled down, then I started thinking how many people around me are watching this grown man giggle and I'm like, I don't even care, man. Like, I think I just got a little touch of how much God loves us. Amen. He loves you guys so much. Oh my gosh, He loves us. He loves us. He wants to restore what He showed you however long ago. For some of us, it's been years. For some of for some of us, it's been decades. For some of us, it's been months. For some of us, it's been that, you know, you just think that you've done things that, can't be restored. There's no way. I I mean, yeah, he called me when I was 12, and he called me when I was 20, but I've done so many bad things. I don't even know if I like him right now. I'm holding on by a thread. No. He adores you. He is madly, madly in love with you, and you can't do anything about it you can't do anything to make him not love you right. not like you not love you he loves you ridiculously right. and he has he and this whole this whole service is about realizing that if he can if he can give a guy like Saul a guy like Saul a murderer How can he not restore you? You're easy. I'm easy. All it takes is like, we're like a little pinch of salt. He's asking us to do something and honestly, he's so amazing and he's so gracious and his power is so awesome. All he needs us to do is be obedient and take a step. We're a salt to his recipe. It's just a little pinch. That's all. And then it takes a group of people like ourselves to get around each other and exhort one another to build up. You know, that I looked that up for the young adults one night, and, and it doesn't just mean, oh, Mac, you're great. You can do it. No, it actually means, hey, Mac, you can do it, buddy, and I'm going to do it with you. That's what it means. It means that we're going to walk it out together. It doesn't mean that I'm just saying, oh, you're awesome. Pastor Doug, you're so cool, dude. You've got this. I'm out. No, it means, Pastor Doug, dude, you can do it. Don't care what anybody else says. We're going to do it together for as long as we can walk out together. That's what it truly means. Can, Can you imagine the effect this body of Christ would have if we started doing that to one another and with one another? Changes things. Changes things. But you do have to be vulnerable You can't be proud anymore. You can't be people that sit back and go, I'm good. I don't need anything. I got this. No, you actually have to stand back and be like, yeah, I'm not, I don't got this. In fact, I'm terrified. I don't even know what to do. It's okay. I'll help you. It's okay. Come on. I am so blessed. Are you kidding me? I have like three people right in the front row. Actually, I have five Jen's helping me all the time. (laughs) That's what we need. And then I can take them all out of it. I have Holy Spirit. We as believers have Holy Spirit that I get to sit down and say, Holy Spirit, I don't know how in the world you're calling me to do this. I have no clue why pastors even ask me. There's like, I don't get it. But Holy Spirit, will you please show me so I don't have to ask Him? (laughs) Okay. needed some levity right there that that'd be called pride right we have the great teacher holy spirits our standby he is standing by us all the time going i'm just waiting hey douglas scott i'm just waiting for you that's what that's what doug's holy spirit sounds like douglas scott you do you need me buddy what do you need if you listen to me you'd, you'd be moving come on what do you need to do You'd have all of this, would you? Just ask me. And I'm sitting there thinking, how do you not listen to that cool voice? Right? All of us are wondering that. I'm wondering that. Look, man, and and you gotta you gotta know that Paul carried out his vision because in Second Timothy, you don't have to go the way you can write it down. It's a good verse. Second Second Th- Timothy, chapter four, verse seven. says he fought the fight of good faith, right? He fought it. And from that point on, right around there, I could get to completely nerding out about Paul, about how he died and why we think he died this way and so forth, but he got beheaded. And that's pretty... I'm going to nerd out for just like 10 seconds. We can pretty much believe that he got beheaded because he was a Roman citizen and he wouldn't have been tortured. It's just one of, the, one of the rules. And so there's two ways that he, he would have died. And so all the scholars believe that it's pointed towards he's beheaded. And and I don't know what the word is for, like, getting uh, a bunch of stuff stuck in him. What is it? Kind of. It was a different word, but... Yeah, he became a porcupine before he got beheaded. And so that's a good way of saying it. Sorry, that wasn't me. And so I want, we can have fun. We can have fun, man. The world needs to see Christians having fun. The world needs to see us laughing and loving and like being hams. Like it's okay to have fun. It really is. I mean, is there anything more fun than walking up to somebody and like, Hey, I know this seems really weird. But, like, are you having pelvic problems? Like, I know it's weird because you're a female and I'm a dude, but, like, uterus issues? There's really not much more fun than that. Right? Like, there's really not. It happened on the golf course. It was super uncomfortable. Um, but it was one of those things that as I was driving away, I'm like, oh, geez, this is going to haunt me for the rest of the day if I don't do this. Right? And so you turn back around. And, and she looks at her friend. And I'm standing there like they're going to dial 911. Right? And then you pray for them and they get healed. The pain goes away. Come on. Is there anything more fun than that? To me, there's not. You know, it's just it's fun. Being a Jesus follower is fun. If you like adrenaline rushes, being a Jesus follower is fun. You get raised from the dead when people try to stone you. You have friends that you never thought you would have had because they're there to support you to walk out the call of God on your life. Amen? And so tonight, to say all that is to say this. It is serious though, like right now. I wanted to talk to you about Paul's life so that you understood that that he was a heathen and he got saved. And God gave him a vision that that couldn't have even anybody imagined the entire world. And then he went and met and studied and met an apostle. And then he went and met the other apostles. And they couldn't believe the, the, the knowledge and revelation and the wisdom and the power of God that he walked in. And then the world started persecuting him and tried to kill him several times. But he couldn't die because God gave him a vision and that, that vision had to come to pass because God is faithful. If God has given you something to do, he's not taken it away from you because you've done something wrong or because you walked away. He has not. How can you be so sure, Pastor Bill? Well, because I'm a living testimony of that. And so I, I want because this is what God just so clearly—it's the whole service. It's the whole—it's every worship song. It was what Pastor Mark said. It, it's what—it's what Holy Spirit showed me. It's what Holy Spirit is yearning to break free for you tonight if you have felt if you've been struggling in that self-condemnation that self-doubt that unbelief that God has given you something He's given you a vision and you've set it aside tonight it's over tonight because he, 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 he He's faithful He is so faithful and if you need help with that I want you to Raise your hand right now if you want that to be restored, refreshed, revived so that your dream that he has stored in you, that he created you since you were in your mom's womb, he created you to carry that out. It's your fingerprint in heaven. It can't. It's not mine, it's yours. So if that's you, I want you to raise your hand tonight and we're going to pray for you raise it up high and keep them up and th- th- this is the reason I want them to keep them up so that I can sit back and say okay I know how many is going to come forward but if we call them forward because I've got I've got enough that we can pray for them but I, ha- I have an inkling that as we go on and the power of God falls all of a sudden it's going to turn into the whole city how cool would that be that would be the greatest thing ever wow let's start praying for that as a body man we call we start the, the power of God starts falling and things go out on Instagram so fast that 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 sinners are coming to check out and they start coming in from the streets and our parking lots full eagle Road is stacked and they're just getting out of their car on the side of the road walking in here and they're oh come on glory to God I'm willing I'm willing to stay here till four in the morning to do that that is the coolest thing ever if, if you want your vision your dream to be restored revived, refreshed oh, come come right now and line up up here ushers help them out and so that we can get that off the shelf dust it off and, and set a path on walking that is going to be amazing If Miss Amy says it all the time since I've been in this church if he did it for me he'll do it for you if he did it for me he'll do it for you He's faithful. He's so good. Uh, Pastor Doug, where's, or Pastor Joe, I mean, where's Pastor Joe at? Pastor Joe, can we can we sing that first song? Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna sing we're gonna sing the upbeat one because the words are the whole service. And I want the rest of us to to stand up. And I want us to sing it. I want us to sing with it. Amen. Amen. And how this is going to go? I told Pastor Doug in in the back green room. I said, "Hey, I think I think all of us are going to pray for him. Just so you know, be ready." Um, and so I'm going to have I'm going to have Pastor Pastor Mark and Pastor Doug come forward, and we're going to we're going to pray for all of you guys. And uh, God, is, oh man, it's so cool. God is going to do. He's going to restore the work one day, that he told you years and years ago, man. Yeah, it's being rebirthed in you. I could probably we, we could probably not even pray for you. It's being rebirthed in you right now. Holy Spirit is rebirthing that in you right now. Oh, my goodness. That's awesome. That is super cool. How rad is that? Oh, man. Hmm yeah, you're going to help people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're going to help a lot of, a lot of young ladies. I don't know what this is about, but you're going to help a lot of young ladies that the love that you have for young women, um, as like a mom, a nurturer. Oh man, it's so rad. Yeah. How cool is that? Amen. Why don't we have the rest of the pastors come forward and and we'll start we'll start praying for people and let's just get into worship. And and man the presence of the presence of God is just gonna flow. Do you have something They yeah.
0: mentioned earlier that uh, about uh you know read about paul's testimony and how the lord dealt with him and called him into the ministry and about you know uh, having a vision that kind of stuff one of the things that paul said is very interesting when he was you know working his way through the court system going from prison to prison you know from shipwreck to prison and all well, that. He was standing uh, before King Agrippa, and and, and, and how he addressed him, how he spoke to King Agrippa is in Acts 26 and verse 19. He said, therefore, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. I was not disobedient. He's standing before unbelievers, saying, I did what the Lord showed me. I did what he told me to do I was not disobedient how can, how can you and I avoid being disobedient to the heavenly vision well I, I believe it starts with uh, well, let me say it this way what do you mean Paul you weren't disobedient to that vision I can, another way to say it is he believed it he believed the vision We're always going to be at the crossroads at times in our lives when we see something, we come to an understanding, a knowledge of God's plan, will, promise, where we are going to have to cross the line of, whoa, what? (laughs) To, I believe that. Doesn't mean your head won't lag. It's a lagging indicator. (laughs) But you're going to make a decision, say, I believe that's God. And therefore, it's going to drive your actions. Yeah, you know this. And this this really, I don't know if you recall, but I do because I was it was in me. Last week, I had two things when I stood up here and I was ministering. One was the baptism in the Spirit. Remember, those people got filled with the Spirit. And then the second one, I, I don't know if I told you what it was. The only thing I did is kind of pray it out and had you repeat after me at the end of the service because I knew I had to get it out. And it goes right into this and it's, um, it has to do with believing the plan of God believing the call of God we have a choice to make we come to that intersection and we have to say you know what, I believe that now when you say you believe it when I said I believed I was called to the ministry yikes there was another side of me that said what in the world are you thinking dude what are you what are you saying what are you agreeing to here you can't do that and i had no experience i had no you know proof or evidence of it but i had to get to that point where i said i believe that is true what the lord is dealing with me about otherwise i never would have been obedient to that heavenly vision god is a faith god pastor bill spoke about that You know, if you think you're going to be the one that doesn't have to walk by faith and you're going to get along with the Lord, you're not. He really is a faith God. He always has been, always will be. You're going to get healed by faith. And you're going to get your finances fixed by faith. And you're going to get saved, well, most of us already did, right? By faith. And you're going to fulfill the plan of God for your life. How? by faith here's one of the things to believe maybe you illustrated this when you used the steps but I keep seeing the steps the plan of God for me is up the plan of God for you is up now it's possible that I have something in my mind and in my mind whatever I think it's up but it actually might be down if it's not God's plan it's down even if in the eyes of man it's a step up. I have known those who've tried to step up and they were actually stepping down. Why? Because they were doing their will and their plan and not God. They weren't. They were following their own vision, we could say, instead of the heavenly vision for their life. Whatever the Lord says to you and me, if we follow that and are obedient to that, we are promoted in our obedience. If I do my own plan... I'm demoted even if people say oh that's great that's great you know you know those people that love everything you do no matter what you do I mean you go off into sin oh that's great it's wonderful you know <laughs> you know you quit totally quit going to church and they're like oh I understand that's just great everyone's got to do their own thing you're not a friend a true friend says, what in the world do you think you're doing? You get your skinny behind back in church. Or big one, or whatever. <laughs> you know, I mean, a true, a true friend, if they have any wondering at all, when someone uh, someone close to them makes a decision, you say, cool, I mean, awesome. Did you pray about that? You know, you sure about that? is that okay for us to ask each other? I think good friends do ask each other that. You sure about that? And if they say, no, not totally, <laughs> say, "Well, then you'll, I'll pray with you, I'll agree with you that you will be sure. We want to encourage each other to take the right steps. Again, when the Lord moves, we, we get the heavenly vision, believe it. In believing it, you'll do it. You'll be obedient to it, and in that you'll always go higher. I know my future is higher if I know we all we like to throw out statements, the best days are yet to come. Well, not for everyone. For some people the future really stinks. Because if you reject the Lord, or you stop following His plan, or you go off doing your own thing, if, I mean this in a nice way, but it really stinks to be you. But if, I mean, know the Lord has put this in our, in our choosing. Remember what the uh, scripture says over in, uh, where does it say it? I set before you this day life and death, blessing and cursing, remember choose life. Deuteronomy what? I look into my Bible scholars out here to get me the addresses. What? Deuteronomy 30.18, thank you. 30.18, the Lord said, I set before who? You, life and death. And he tells you the answer, you know, multiple choice and gives you the answer. Life, death, blessing, cursing,
1: take life. life, choose life,
0: choose life. But it's totally up to the person whether they choose life or death. And it's totally up to me whether I go down or whether I go up. And if what the Lord is calling me to do and He deals with me about, if it looks to me like it's down, I'm not seeing it clearly. Because if He's calling me to do it, it's an upgrade. It's a it's an increase. Amen? God's plan for your life is better than you know. It's better than you thought it would be. Amen? You can do more than you thought you could do. You can lift more than you thought you could lift. Amen. You can handle more than you thought you could handle. But it starts by believing. Amen. Say it out loud with me. If you can. If you can. Say it from your heart. Say, I believe. That God's plan for my life is a good plan. It's good for me. It's good for others. It's good for the kingdom. God's plan... God's vision for my life is a good vision. I believe it. I'm going to walk in it. I'm going to follow it all my days. I follow your plan, Lord, and I'm stepping up. I'm stepping out. Be glorified in everything done. In Jesus' name, amen, amen.